I'm going to start over. Okay. All right. Welcome to Tenet Men. I am your host, Steve, and I am joined by Kevin, and together we are doing a complete and methodical review of the Christopher Nolan 2020 epic high-concept time travel film, Tenet. We are doing a minute-by-minute analysis of the film by conducting our own temporal pincer movement. I am on the red team moving forward through the film, and Kevin is on the blue team traveling in reverse. How are you, Kevin? I I am good. I am... uh... My my entropy is uh, good. I don't know. I don't know what I was going for there. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you. Um, you know how like a couple weeks ago you were just like kind of like down on this whole project and down on the movie. Oh yeah. I'm. I think Are I'm you there, there now. now? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is weird. It's it's weird. Like the ebb and flow of this movie and this project and this podcast. It's. It's weird, but like I, I struggled to find the motivation to to do the notes for my for my minute. I, I, I yeah, see, some, but sometimes I'm really excited about it. Yeah, and yeah, other sometimes. times I'm just like, this is what are we doing? This is kind of like, do you ever explain it to somebody, and in the course of explaining it to them, you see their face change. <laughs> Honestly, everyone I talk to has never seen the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not many people, or they've I know. seen it, but they. They have not thought that much about it, you know, yeah. where it's like, yeah, yeah, right, right. Going backwards movie, right? Yeah, I kind of saw that. Or it's like someone at work who I would never share this with because I don't want them to oh, know yeah. what kind of person I am. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's the thing. Like you explain it in the course of explaining it to somebody, their opinion of you changes. <laughs> and oh, we'll yeah. never, And we'll never, you'll never get that back. You'll never climb that mountain. No, no, <laughs> to be will, respected by that person. I'll just undo all the respect I've earned, which is probably not that much, but I will lose it all in a matter of seconds. <laughs> or and then like the weird thing is they counter with like I I kind of get that. I mean I like nerdy stuff like um you know Star Wars. It's like oh yeah like the nerdy <laughs> thing that everybody likes. Yeah. <laughs> or worse, they'll be like I have a question about the movie, and I'm just like no no don't ask I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's the blue team email the blue team at uh <laughs> tenant men blue team <laughs> yeah i still i still don't know i still don't know what this movie's about <laughs> well my minute will answer it for you good that's what we need all right well let's just jump into it yeah let's um, go i am at minute marker 4621 to 4721 this is episode 47 by the way uh, we need to do a special surprise for our 50th. Um, 4621 to 4721. We are in the middle of the Freeport fight. The first time we see this fight between the early protagonist and the later protagonist. Um, and we are going to pick up right in the middle of the, the protagonist and, and later protagonist in the hallway. Uh, the earlier wow. protagonist should be concussed because if you remember at the end of last week's episode, his head was pushed pretty hard into a concrete wall, but nah, he's fine. Um, <laughs> and then, so like they're, they're both standing up they're they're, you know, they're 
doing something. It's really hard to tell because one's in, in reverse <laughs> and one's not. Um, it seems like we're pushing down the hall, but maybe he's being pulled down the hall. Don't really know. We'll get to that later. The later protagonist goes to the ground next to the gun. Uh, a thought on the gun, which I think we talked about last week. The gun yeah. is inverted. The protagonist, the normie, the normie protagonist is trying to to get the gun. Can he fire an inverted gun? Oh, well, that's the classic. You have to have fired the gun, right? I mean, no, we, we do see the, the bullet or the we gun? Do see, uh, we do see the protagonist earlier in the movie firing an inverted gun and the bullet comes into the chamber. So, yes, you can do it if you understand the mechanics of reverse entropy like unpulling the trigger like how he struggles yeah. to hit the brake on the car when he's inverted and stuff like yeah. that okay like you have to kind I... of understand the mechanics of having already done something um but i don't think somebody who just picked up an inverted gun would be able to work it i think that's right um We've covered okay, this so before. We have, but it does so not. It does not stick. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it doesn't. It doesn't stick. Um, okay, so he's reaching for the gun. So now the Okay, so this is. So now they're on the ground. Now the protagonist flies off. This is the early protagonist. <laughs> he flies off the uh, the later protagonist, and he starts like going backwards down the hallway in this really awkward the, manner. And then he's like touching the crab his chest, crawl, the, the reverse crab crawl. Well, that's, that's what I call it. Yeah, yeah, I, I wrote that in my notes. Um, <laughs> and he's like, well, "This, I'm, I haven't gotten to that yet. This is still the okay. early protagonist." So he flies backwards, right? And he's like walking backwards down the hall, or like running. And then like he grabs at his like chest, like what what just happened to me? I don't understand, right? No one could possibly understand what that sensation is <laughs> like. Um, but then, yeah, then the, then we have the later protagonist reverse crab walk, reverse crab walk, because he's right, uh, reverse right now. So he is, uh, coming towards the protagonist now. <laughs> um, there's the really cool thing here with like the, uh, the squeaky shoe noises, the squeaky shoe noises, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, it's a really nice touch. Uh, it helps us understand what's going on. I bet they're in reverse. Yeah, the foley too. on this movie must have been interesting. They must have been like, okay, let's do the squeaky shoe on a wax floor sound. But what does that sound like in reverse? You know. Yeah. And then uh, as soon as he reverse crabs all the way to the <laughs> early protagonist, he like springs off the ground, and then they're grappling again. Um, you, you know what I would have loved is you know when you see the blue team and the red team practicing on the boat later in the movie when Neil our protagonist and Ives are talking, it would be great if the instructor was like, okay, everybody on your back for reverse crab crawl, <laughs> <laughs> crawl, crawl, crawl. <laughs> and you're up. Like, but they're not reverse crab. They're, they're normal crab crawling. It's just the, you know, it's the entropy the, of time. It looks like a reverse yes, crab crawl. Yeah. It wouldn't be reverse to them. It would be, no. it would be forward. Okay, everybody yeah. crab crawl. This will really confuse your inverted, non-inverted protagonist. Yeah. <laughs> your opponent, I guess they would call. I would love to, because the funny thing is like, I, with the people who had to coordinate the fight scenes, they probably figured out early on, punches don't look cool in reverse or in the mechanics of 
well, if this person's inverted, this person's not, the punches just don't make sense. So it's all can these you, like weird wrestling moves that they do. Can you can you punch an inverted person? They we kind of try, and you see that you can obviously. It's not that you see it coming; it's just that it doesn't work, <laughs> right? Well, so I asked that uh, because you always say you can't shoot an inverted person. Yeah, the same thing. You, you couldn't you can, punch though. them. You can though. You can. It kind. It, you can, but by accident. Uh, no, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. All right, let me think about this. I, I am inverted. <laughs> <laughs> I feel normal, but you are all backwards. I'm going to throw a punch directly at where I see your head is now. Let me, but let me, let me. From your this. perspective, but but from your perspective, that punch was thrown and it missed and it's already past your head and you're just watching my fists come backwards because from your perspective right like you would see it coming but here here's the thing like what and i'm gonna take the movie at its word here what's happened happened right what's happened <laughs> has happened yeah. what hasn't happened hasn't happened yet right by uh, by by the same yeah. logic, right? So if I am a normie and I am approached by a non-normie, an inverted, <laughs> um, I can punch that person because it hasn't happened yet. And you what hasn't happened hasn't happened. Looking. You can only sucker punch people. That's my I mean, that's my from, point from their perspective. From the inverted perspective. Let's okay. freeze frame. Look at me. You're looking at me. Look at me in the, the mirror here. The image. I see you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just threw a punch, right? Because I'm inverted. So now, right. I'm cocking back. So from your perspective, I'm cocking back. What does it look like? It looks like I'm about to punch you. You can block or you can duck or you can dodge this, right? There's no logical reason if you see a fist right in your face that you're just going to let your head be there. So when I, you know, so a punch is the same forwards and backwards. You're, you know, so you just miss it or block it, you know? I mean, the later protagonist gets stabbed. Yeah, it's true. If you can get stabbed, you can get shot. Yeah, but it's almost on like accident. And he also, I, I guess, no, I guess, you, I guess, also in a boxing match, purpose. you get punched on. You don't plan on getting punched in a boxing match either. Um, everyone has a it's, plan until they get punched in the face. They get totally punched. Was that Mike Tyson? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> we use we say that a lot. Um, anyway, this is we we just we chase our own tail with this conversation. Um, it is. Yeah. All right. Let's can, move on. <laughs> you can you can stab. You can punch. But my my later protagonist is going to get elbowed in the face in a couple seconds. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, they're they're grappling. Then we cut to Neil, and he's chasing the uh, the, the later <laughs> protagonist, but the the normie later in, uh, protagonist, normie later yes, they're, protagonist. They're both um, moving in the same entropy. <laughs> I don't. I watch this now, like rewatching it. The later protagonist slows down a lot here, and I don't know if that's for the scene. 
<laughs> or if it's just like, like if it's written in the script that way, because like, oh, he's really tired. He just fought with himself for, for two minutes. Uh, or if it's just like, well, we have to make this look sort of natural. So just, just stop running so fast. Okay. So, so Batman can catch up to you. He knows if the, if Batman's son keeps chasing him, he's going to run into himself. I, I don't know. He just like, he awkwardly slows down too much is my point. Go watch this yeah, again. Cause they, ha- it's yeah. Cause he has to catch him. And he, and the protagonist knows he also has to lose him or something. Right. It's yeah. like he can't, cause if, if Neil keeps following him, not knowing who he is, Neil runs into himself. Yeah. And they can't have that. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. So this is just a lot of plot armor. That's fine. Yeah. Um, so but Neil catches him, he rips the mask off, he pushes him, and then Neil, I would say actually Neil maybe overacts this whole scene a little too much. Uh, he goes into this really <laughs> aggressive attack mode, and then he sees what's up, and like the shock on the face, drops the mask, and then runs in the other direction, right? Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, he's seeing that this is the later protagonist, and he doesn't want to get in the way of whatever is happening, so he knows to, it's cool, because he knows not even to ask any questions, like, do nothing, just get out of there. And let what's happening happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I've only covered 20 seconds of movie so far. Oh, We're at wow. 46, 41. We're back to the protagonist fight. There's a lot of, you know, the philosophical stuff we're covering here. We're back to the protagonist fight, though. Um, oh, here's an interesting thought I had, too. I don't know why I'm ripping this apart right now. So, like, they're in the hallway. They go down the hallway, right? And then they come back because the protagonist flips like flies backwards and then we get the reverse crab. Then they start fighting again. And then they go back down the hallway. They, they go down, they traverse this hallway like four times is my point. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that happens yeah. later in the movie too or why, but they do anyway. Yeah. The spatial uh, geography of everything that's going on is very hard to track. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very hard. Um, oh, another, another annoying thing. <laughs> so like, <laughs> When they go down the hallway, away from the free, or away from the turnstile doors, they're approaching door number four, which is just wide open at this point. And it's like yeah. we made such a huge deal about these doors being so difficult to open, but now it's just propped open. Like what the hell? Yeah, I guess maybe we have to assume that the later protagonist propped it open somehow when he is breaking through. And then the um, hail on gas, like there, there's artwork in that one room they're fighting in, but the the earlier protagonist and Neil don't have masks on. Well, they don't have masks on because they they couldn't. They get never had the masks on. Right, right. But how are and, they breathing? And, oh, well, because the door's open. Maybe sucking. I get oh, the air. The oxygen's yeah. coming from the other room. Okay. Right. Um. But yeah, the door's just propped open. And then I thought, well, maybe the later protagonist propped it open. But when did the later protagonist actually get there? There's another time problem here because unless it's not the same door that Neil and the protagonist walk through. You know what I mean? But there's a timing yeah, I problem. I do. There. I'd have to I'd really have to sit with this scene to figure that out. <laughs> but what uh... Luckily, I don't have to deal with that unless we continue past the midpoint, which I, at this point we're not planning on doing. <laughs> no, no, we need to. Once we, we cross over, this. we're done. Yeah, we're done. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta. Yeah, um, we will only we'll revisit it only if there's a sequel, <laughs> or if enough people ask us. 
yes. <laughs> if you really want us to dig into something, we will. Uh, yeah. It won't be easy, but we will. Um, okay, so that's another problem. Doors just propped open. All right, and then we do like this neat little reverse flip off the wall. Looks awesome. This fight is impossible to really follow. Uh, then we get the later protagonist has the early protagonist in a headlock. The protagonist starts reaching for the gun. Uh, then the protagonist elbows the later protagonist in the face mask. I ouch, I guess. I don't know. Like how effective is that? It probably still hurts. It's uncomfortable. Uh, it it get... would smash into you. you yeah, know. it would be uncomfortable. Um, and then the protagonist kicks the gun through door four. That's just conveniently open. Um, the protagonist does this nice little takedown move through the door. Uh, he gets loose, reaches for the gun again, but the later protagonist stops him just in time, does like this little mini body slam, which it looks like. In oh, yeah. These time. are the wrestling moves I was talking yeah, about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then there's the giant leap up. This is great. It's like, yeah. <laughs> so he does like the little body slam, but then they spring up off the ground and then the protagonist is up against the wall. This is like mm -hmm. epic stuff. Um, there must have been so many like <laughs> like bungee wires and cables to like make this happen. Yeah, um, pulling them down the pulling them down. Yeah. This must have taken like a week. Oh, or so more. much time. I yeah. can't even imagine. Yeah. So now both are uh, standing face to face. Gun gets kicked again. It, I couldn't tell who kicks the gun, but it has to be the protagonist because the later protagonist can't kick a gun in real time because the camera is in real time is in forward time. The the later protagonist can't kick a gun forward. He could only yeah, that's suck an interesting a gun in. Thing. The camera in that your scene is always in the forward, in the early protagonist viewpoint. It was in my previous couple minutes where you see it from the later protagonist's um, point of view. I'm curious to see who, who, kick, who actually kicks that gun. If the, if the later protagonist kicks that gun, then that's actually an error in the movie too. Uh, yeah, how do you? What happens if the earlier protagonist kicks an inverted gun? Does it well, get stuck in, to the bottom of his foot? No, no. From his perspective, it would kick forward, but from my perspective, with the normie camera, it would mm -hmm. get sucked into his foot. So yeah. it would travel it from would where it was. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um. Anyway. Yeah, that's right. Because that's what happens. It kind and from I would I that was I remember it makes like that checkmate move like kind of yeah yeah yeah. Again, if I was super, super motivated, I would watch both of these scenes at the same time and, and do lots and lots of deltas here. But uh, unless someone I, emails I, me, I, I I'm tried, not doing it. But there's only so <laughs> much. Yeah. Yeah. So and, then. And the later scene is much shorter. And we could tell that because yeah. I got out of it a lot quicker than you are. This is uh, it's about two. It's two minutes. Yeah. Because we started it mm -hmm. last week. We're pretty much going to finish the fight scene now. Um, yeah. So now they're both standing face to face. Gun gets kicked again. They're both trying to sweep each other unsuccessfully. That's kind of fun to watch. Like, <laughs> yeah, just like punching like each other. It's kind of you can yeah, see yeah. it coming. Yeah, it's it's cute. It's like they're dancing. Mm -hmm. Um, then the then the pro runs the later the protagonist runs the later protagonist through all the artwork. Um, mm -hmm. and it's like what a like what a shit Freeport. Like, why are they hanging these like really expensive pieces of art on like these like crappy steel cages, right? Like I'm not putting my art in this Freeport. We've already talked about this. I think that's the lower end art, right? This is probably like the stuff that just came in, but isn't like good enough to be in the vault that's sealed. So it's just like, all right, we leave this stuff in the hangar, <laughs> you know? Um, 
I'm I'm twisting my mustache. This this freeport's not for me. Not for my art. Yeah. <laughs> this is they did uh, they only bought the basic package. They bought the basic <laughs> freeport package, which gets them onto the loading dock, but not into the vault. <laughs> um, uh now the back to the ground, the protagonist reaches for the gun, finally gets it. And here we have Neil running up from behind. He yells, don't kill him. And that's the end of my scene. Oh. Don't kill him. Don't kill him. Yeah, that's don't kill you. Don't kill yourself. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I meant don't kill the later you. Or, never mind. <laughs> Killing's bad. We don't do that. Right. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's it, man. That's uh, that was that took 17 minutes to to walk through a scene with no dialogue yeah. or with three words of dialogue at the very end. Oh, so, well, what, I got uh, some dialogue for you. You have dialogue, yeah. What's what's blue team? All dialogues. All right, we're in the shipping container. Um, interesting stuff as always. It's Cat, the protagonist, and Neil. Um, previous to this conversation, uh, the protagonist was kind of. Um, pushing Neil to reveal all the things that he's been holding back for the whole movie. Um, so the last thing they talked about was tell me what two, four, one is. And so we're starting off at one hour, 37 minutes, 21 seconds. Um, and uh, Neil explains um, what the algorithm does, you know, uh, it's one of nine. Uh, and then he goes in. Uh, so his first line of dialogue here is, what it actually accomplishes and he says inversion but not objects or people the world around us cat says i don't understand neil a big moment coming up for neil as they invert the entropy of more objects and this is when neil folds his hands fingers spread out pointing to each other the two directions of time are becoming intertwined, and he slowly brings his fingers together into the tenant gesture. So this is one of, what, three or four times we see the tenant gesture actually come into play? I think it's I, the third time, I never time, picked yeah. up on this. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know it's the first time we see it, and then it's when the protagonist meets the doctor. He does it. Priya. What Priya? Doctor? Oh. No, and the doctor. Yeah. And the doctor. Yeah. So this is the third time. Yeah. I think. Yeah, one, two, Priya. One, two, four. Four times. Including the first time we see it from the guy. Oh, who okay. Explains yeah. It. Yeah. yeah. So this would be the fourth time. I think the last time we see it. I, I never kind of picked up that he was doing the gesture, but he's using it to explain. Uh, let me just say his dialogue without explaining what his hands are doing. As they invert the entropy of more and more objects, the two directions of time become more intertwined. But because the environment's entropy flows in our direction, he pushes one hand back with the other. So he's like crossing his body with the two hands. He says, we dominate. There are, they are always swimming upstream. It's what saved your life. The inverted explosion was pushing against the environment. Okay. So just to explain what was just said there, um, 
I believe that that explanation is the coverall story for all the stuff that doesn't make sense in this movie. Um, I've heard it discussed online as the prevailing winds theory. Here it's kind of discussed as streams instead of wind, um, you know, upstream, that there's a flow of entropy. Entropy flows one way uh, in, in, in our real world, not in the movie. In the movie, you can change entropy, but in our real world, entropy only goes in one direction. But in the movie where there are inverted objects, those inverted objects are unnatural because they're pushing against um, the winds, the prevailing winds of entropy, which are all flowing in one direction. That's why it kind of would explain things like what happens to an inverted bullet that's stuck in a non-inverted wall. Eventually, it would get absorbed by the prevailing winds of entropy all around it. Um, what happens with an inverted explosion? It's pushing against all this other entropy and eventually it gets shoved back into the recesses of time, whatever that is. Um, so this is what can possibly explain all the stuff that just kind of makes sense is the, the, the prevailing winds of entropy all around us cover the tracks of whatever nonsense this movie is trying to do. Uh, which is why Cat heals from the inverted bullet, which is why the protagonist survives the explosion but gets hypothermia. Um, as the protagonist says right after this is being explained uh, so eloquently, pissing in the wind, which explains it. Okay. Any thoughts well, on I, that <laughs> explanation? I mean, I will, I accept it. Even even though it's nonsense, I I after watching this movie so many times and watching explainers, I wish this was a more prevalent theory that was explained a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, that's I, this is the uh, the suspension of belief, right? That this is the thing that we have to accept to enjoy the movie. Yes, it, it's just, it's put so far at the end of the movie, and by the time you've seen so much crazy stuff it's hard to explain and it kind of doesn't really factor into the end of the movie unless you're doing something like what we're doing, which is trying to explain it to somebody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's yeah. right. <laughs> okay. Well, so glad we got here. This is the pinnacle of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we'll refer back to this episode later dates to try and explain things. Okay. So that explains the theory of why everything that happens in the movie can happen or not happen. Um, then Neil goes on, but the algorithm can change the direction of that wind. It can invert the entropy of the world. And then Kat, who's lying in the gurney bed at this time, says, and what if that happens? Neil says, oh, end of play. The protagonist says, end of play? Can you be more precise? And there's a part cut out here. Uh, but in the movie, Neil says, everyone, everything whoever lived destroyed instantly precise enough the part that's cut out. There's an extra sentence in the script. It says our present wiped out our past, our past obliterated everyone and everything that's ever lived destroyed instantly precise enough. Uh, to which cat says, or asked the question, including my son, Neil nods. That line annoys me a little. It is like, yeah, everything. 
<laughs> also your mom also like uh, your dad yeah. uh, your any siblings you've ever had you know can you stop you, thinking you, about yourself for a second <laughs> yeah jesus <laughs> what'd you bring her along for you know <laughs> yeah it's, it's i don't far. remember recruiting her you know <laughs> but also that's funny it but you have to imagine at some i've always imagined i don't particularly like the the neil is her son from the future thing but i believe that that was part of this previous iterations of the script and there's just little pieces of it that remain and i believe that if that were a bigger hint in the movie that neil is her son i think this is a cute little way to play with that um because like afterwards we're almost at the end here but um, uh, Neil says, well, there's a part in this. Again, there's another part that's cut out. Uh, but Neil says, the more you sleep, the faster you'll heal. Uh, in the script, it says, let me sedate you. The more you sleep, the faster you'll heal. So Neil is kind of mothering Cat in mm. a way. So if that were a more prominent theory in the movie or perhaps intentional, it's that's that's it, it's a very obtuse kind of um way of pairing a mother and a son in a script it's very terminator 2-ish yeah you know yeah where these two these mother and son don't even really aren't connecting an emotional level but they are caring for each other but i i, I the way the movie actually is executed i would say there's actually very little emotional connection between the two of them ever throughout the entire no. movie yes like and you would imagine if you were writing this like it would be like earlier neil not revealing to the protagonist that they're actually buds in the future like he can't reveal that portion of it but he but he acts in subtle ways like oh here let me help you go to sleep so you don't have to think about that um you know let me check on your wounds because he is throughout this scene there are throughout this scene that i've been describing in the shipping container besides the dialogue that's going on the two things that keep coming up are Neil keeps noticing that the protagonist is getting more and more hurt in his arm. And the other portion right. of is Neil is the primary caregiver to cat. He is the one who is checking on her bandages, sedating her, um, you know, uh, which is interesting, which would also be interesting to think about in that context that perhaps um, they have some other relationship, either mother and son, or he, right. perhaps he just, Caesar is an innocent bystander in this. Right. That's fair. But that's it as far as what's going on. Yeah, that's, that is everything I have. So that is, I think that's the big moment for the prevailing winds theory. I think it might get brought. No, we were already on the boat. So no. Yeah. This is the last time it comes up. We are getting closer and closer to the middle of this movie, the middle of the end. <laughs> uh, what episode number is it? This is 47, um, which 74? means we're... Is that, what, is that how many there are? Have we done the math? It's more than 60. I feel like it's, it's around 70. I've, yeah, it is around 70. Hold on. What's... Uh... I think it's 122 minus, uh, divided by two. So, 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 oh, that's 61. Oh, that's even closer. Mickey Mantle. Yeah. 
How long is this movie? <laughs> I forgot. We had it all worked out when we started. I just forgot all these numbers. Um, I don't know. We'll have to get back to that. Something we should yeah, have thought of 47 episodes ago. That, that's uh, my homework for next week. Which already, right. that episode's already recorded since I'm on the blue team. So you're welcome. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Well, this is the episode. It's in the Google Doc. <laughs> Thank you all for listening to the Tenant Med Podcast. If you've enjoyed this program, please take a moment to follow, rate, and review this podcast on whatever service you found us on. Rest assured, we will continue our temporal pincer movement of this film next week. And until then, we'll meet you at the beginning. I'll see you at the beginning, friends.